Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Now then, at 7.41, permit me, if I may, to read briefly Article 9 of the Japanese Constitution. Here it is. Aspiring sincerely to an international peace based on justice and order, the Japanese people forever renounce war as a sovereign right of the nation. Forever, by the way, that was the word. And the threat or use of force as a means of settling international disputes. And to accomplish the aim of the preceding paragraph, land, sea and air forces as well as other war potential will never be maintained. The right of belligerency of the state will not be recognised. Well, I guess forever means until you've got a government that changes its mind in the case of the current Shinzo Abe administration as he is now pushing with the momentum of recent uh, bills to actually revise the constitution with a longer-term goal. Professor Kanako Takayama from the Department of Law at Kyoto University is live on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you with us. Now, it's been a little less than a week since the upper house in Japan approved that set of security bills which effectively allow Japan to send troops abroad to defend allies. Uh, what's public sentiment like now? I understand you know, thousands took to the streets to criticise at the time. Yes, yes. Uh, most of the Japanese people are angry with the uh, approval of the bills. So uh, you claim that two-thirds of the Japanese public, I understand, are against these set of bills. Can you elaborate a bit further on that? Is it, I mean, how can we say the opposition is that great? Um, yes, all the pub uh, surveys of public opinion uh, show that uh, over 80% of the Japanese people um, think that the explanation of uh, the government about the bill was insufficient and uh, about two-thirds of the Japanese people are against the approval of the bill. Critics here, especially in Korea, you'll find a fair few of this move, are referring to Japan's pacifist constitution as a, a shell with no content with the passage of those security bills. You know, even if there wasn't a change to the Constitution, what's actually left of Article 9 in terms of its meaning? Yeah, that's a very big problem because um, in such a way, all articles of the Constitution will lose their sense. So um, most of the lawyers and most Japanese people think that uh, such kind of legislation is unconstitutional and doesn't have any effect. So um, Article uh, 98 of our Constitution declares that uh, such um, unconstitutional legislation is inefficient, also no, not valid. And uh, we think um, so too. So the, um, Article 9 remains still as such and we must um, oppose the, um, all laws and uh, administrative actions against it. This is being referred to as the most significant shift in defence policy since the revision of the Japan-US Security Treaty back in 1960, which, by the way, was carried out under former Prime Minister Nobosuke Kishi, who happens to be the grandfather of Shinzo Abe. Yes. I mean, I suppose that point is being made repeatedly by opponents is it in Japan, this idea of a return to old-fashioned conservatism? Yeah, uh, it is certain uh, that there are several similarities between the two movements. 
Um, but as for example, many demonstrations around the parliament building and so on. But the, um, most Japanese people think that there is a big difference because the former um, U.S.-Japan treaty was made for the protection of Japan. But this time the legislation, so the new bill, uh, were made for uh, so that the Japanese self-defense forces uh, could be uh, sent to abroad, uh, can, uh, foreign countries, and they um, can uh, make use of force abroad. Mm. So uh, many Japanese think that uh, there is uh, more difference between the two moves. Well, just for the benefit of our listeners, South Korea insists that Japan will not be able to intervene in a military conflict, for example, with North Korea, without South Korea effectively saying so, even though Japan does have this alliance with the United States militarily and we have our own alliance with the United States, just to complicate that picture. Are you worried about the rise of Japan's military? You can text us, pound or sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Uh, Professor Takayama, I mean, it seems like Prime Minister Abe is now pushing ahead with this goal of revising the constitution, as I hinted at before. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about how uh, the Liberal Democrat parties uh, aiming to do that? Yes, the party um, already made um, a bill of the new constitution, which uh, would uh, practically abolish all the con basic concepts of human rights or even the check and balance um, construction of the um, country itself. So um, the um, draft is practically no constitution, uh, but I think that uh, uh, this time's approval of the new views um, uh, made the population, the Japanese people, angry uh, so that the, uh, the governing party will not win the next election and the um, change of the constitution will also not possible, I think. But, I mean, do you, you sense that's likely, I guess? If, if there's two-thirds who are against this, then uh, that's enough people to uh, to force a change in, in the government, uh, quite a dramatic change in the government. But also there's no constitutional court in Japan. So what's actually required for, for Shinzo Abe and, and those supporters of changing the constitution? Yeah, um, it is a danger. Uh, it, uh, there is a danger that... Uh, present government will make such unconstitutional laws a lot, but uh, right now many uh, scholars of constitutional law are preparing a lawsuit uh, against the government uh, by, uh, because, because they, uh, um, their rights infringed in the, their professional uh, rights because the, um, such a drastic um, unconstitutional change would um, make their professional activities invalid too. Uh, so so uh, even if there's no constitutional court, we, we can make lawsuits in the um, concrete um, uh, legal questions. Well, I know you're part of the Association of Scholars opposed to the security-related bills. Um, you must have been very disappointed with the progress that Shinzo Abe was able to make recently. Um, but you're then, in conclusion, you're optimistic for the future. You don't see Japan departing too far from pacifism under a future government. Yes, we are disappointed a little bit, but the, um, we, our association has already uh, published a new declaration that we will continue our fight against such unconstitutional laws. And we are involving other uh, groups, students, uh, normal citizens, and mm -hmm. so on, the opposing uh, oppos opposition parties too. 
So uh, I'm sure that we will win in the next election of the parliament. Well, uh, good luck. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be cheering you on um, from Korea as well. Professor Takeyama, yeah. great Thank to have you. you on the line. Professor Kanako Takayama from the Department of Law at Kyoto University. You can email us as well, efmthismorning at gmail.com. I mean, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, would you feel uncomfortable living in a country where, you know, forever you had this held against you, what happened uh, in what is effectively a moment in history, if you look at just one single century, and, and the inability to um, effectively defend oneself by... by by having the kind of development of military capabilities that you see in other countries? Or, on the other hand, do we say Japan is a great example of how a pacifist country can, can maintain and develop further strength on the world stage and hold influence without the need for soldiers to back that up? Uh, you can also find us on Kaka Talk free of charge. Search TBS EFM via Plus Friend. The world is awake and so are we. Fastest news updates on this morning.